Hello and welcome to the 170th episode of the Fact Paladin Hour. Yes, it is the 170th episode. Yeah, I think we should get a medal for that. I you think know. so too. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one commissioned. <laughs> you mean there isn't like an organization that just keeps count and gives out to podcasts that make it this far? There should be. There should I mean, if be. there's not, then I don't know what we're doing here, honestly. Exactly. We're not doing this for the medals. Why do we have a podcast? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Excellent port. Excellent <laughs> port. Uh, anyway, you'll notice we're at a bit of an earlier time slot today. The week we of are. Christmas is a bit nuts. Um, it's Christmassy don't, things plus their sports ball going on yeah, today. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you blame this on Christmas. You wanted to watch football. <laughs> I would have moved it to a different day if it wasn't a million Christmas things happening. But also because fair. of football and because it's Christmas week, we had to move it up a couple hours. Yeah. So I, we're here now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of the um, reports that Zerg was dead in 2020 seem to be a little bit gone. Well, I mean, Zerg hasn't been dead. Zerg's been doing fine. I mean, not as... Uh, you know, not strictly as good as they have been, but not dead. I mean, Serral's no. won two Premier Tournaments this year alone. That's pretty good. He has. And Rogue won one of the GSLs. Uh-huh. So, I mean, yes. Zerg's not dead-dead, but not as dominant as they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, and then we end up getting to TSL 6, which the commentators made a big point of saying a lot of Koreans showed up for this, players that normally don't. Uh, at least according to Zombie Grub, players like uh, Maru mm-hmm. and Dark and Rogue and stuff don't usually come to TSL. No, they're not so, normally like online events sort of people. Yeah, in general. Right, exactly. So right. the fact that they showed up and turned this into one of the more competitive TSLs of all time instantly. Yeah, for sure. We got ourselves a ZBZ finals and Dark went on one of the best runs in a tournament win of all time i mean kind of right like here's i mean here's the interesting thing and i saw someone i think it was fear dragon point this out on twitter dark only swept two players bion and serral two really really good players he dropped maps to literally everyone else he fought (laughs) right yeah so did you win the series who cares if you dropped a map I'm not talking about a map. I'm talking like it's three two to Reyna, right? It's three two to Rogue. Yeah. It's three two to the second best player in the world right now. Right. Ooh, what great shame! <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that even though he had an incredible run and he won, it was looking rough up until like the last two matches, right? Because Beyond and Sarah were his last two, and then he's like, "Now I got this. I'm not even gonna drop a map at this point." Yeah, and I mean, that's pretty nuts on its own, everything yeah. else, regardless. Yeah. For him to go seven games and zero against Serral and Beyond is, like, dark. Yeah. You ate your Wheaties that morning. Because <laughs> it was. That was the same day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. But, I mean, regardless, if you just ignore how many maps he dropped and how many maps he won, we're looking at, he does get knocked out by Serral three games to two in the winner's bracket. Mm-hmm. 
But then, from that point on, he does not lose. He ends up 3 one parting, 3 2 Rogue, 3 2 Rainer, 3 one Showtime, 3 2 Maru, 3 0 Beyond, and then 4 0 Serral. Look, I understand he dropped some maps in there, but that is as brutal a run as I think you can we've possibly seen this year. Quite probably, yeah. Because again, the GSLs don't have Serral and Rainer. And no, not typically. the ESL stuff doesn't have the Koreans. Not so all we typically. have are these these events where everybody can show up and play. These events and Katowice and uh, WSG and GSL versus the world. Yeah, correct. Yeah, just just those like four events, four or five times. Yeah, uh, and Harem Story Cup. We get like two of those a year, so like six times a year. Yeah. Did we get a second home story this year? I think they I, skipped it. I think they might have skipped it. I, I yeah. don't remember. But anyway, it's not. I'm just saying it's not a lot. That's all. I mean, regardless, it was yeah. amazing. Besides, I'm very the, impressed. Well, the ESL stuff's no longer region locked. Right. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. So, so that was... There are the only Korea uh, region-locked events of GSL now, because you have to live in Korea for a month to play. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, we're going to region-lock it the other way. Wow. It's not really how that works, but yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I do... I mean, hmm. So, hmm. is it going to incentivize Koreans to play in ESL events? Or is it like all we, all I have to do is well, do well in GSL? Screw those things, right? Uh, I mean, I assume they will. Like, what's the but what's the like the reason not that's, to? Well, that's what I'm saying. It, if all they have to do is perform well in GSL, there's no reason to go to ESL events. But I mean, like other, other you, than the money and getting into Blizz, well, whatever. Like, it's Katowice now is like the World Championship, but I assume it will give points, right? Yeah, but I'm saying if all you have to do is do well in GSL to have enough points to qualify for Katowice, then there's no points reason to go. Sure, maybe the money is good. Maybe getting, you know. I mean, here's the thing. Are the players, like, okay, so GSL gives you three champions and they get in, and then you have points, right? Uh, at the moment, points in GSL getting you to, like, whatever BlizzCon will be, right? only matters because they're separate rankings. You have the career standings, and then you have the rest of the world rankings. I assume those rankings are now combined. Just playing in GSL will not net you nearly as many points as it used to, because okay. the rest of the world would have 70,000 tournaments, and the people who don't make it have like a, like 1,500 points, but the people who used to make it from Korea only have 700, because eh, GSL only gives 700, if that makes okay. sense. Yep, that's what I was asking. That's all I wanted to know. Did they make incentivize players to play in ASL events? Because GSL isn't as rewarding as it used to be, and the answer is yes. So that's I mean, great. I, I assume so. That. I don't know that. I didn't make the roll. I'm just guessing. It would be okay. really weird to be like, nah, there's no region lock now, but the rankings are still separate. <laughs> it would be super weird. Would be. So there, I did find a Liquipedia post about this that outlines the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So the total... Wow. A total of 1,300 ESL points per event to 4,000 total. Well, so there you go. Damn. You can get more points for competing in ESL events. Cool. All right. Fair enough. Done. Yeah. I think this is going to be good. I think the region lock did what it needed to do. I think the region lock helped spawn some incredibly elite competition out of non-Korean countries. Mm-hmm. 
and I sure. think now it's time to end it. I think now it's time to let everybody just complete on compete on an even playing field. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not against ending the region lock, but I'm also not like I'm very neutral. I can go both ways, let it see how it goes. But my theory is that they're like, you've got two years left the tournaments before our ESL agreement with Blizzard runs out. So we're just going to like let the Koreans out. Fuck it. <laughs> right? If they, <laughs> if they steal everyone's prize money again, oh well, it was the last two years of tournaments. What are you going to do? <laughs> right. We'll fix it for the next round. But for two years, they're free. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, after two years, there, there probably won't be any more ESLs. Right? Like, you get that. Yeah. Blizzard- but I mean, somebody else is going to be running it. No. Who? Who? I don't know. I think Blizz- that's the death of the. I think that's the death world of- circuit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> really? Because that's why Blizzard was like, "Well, we've got two more years. We got this like three-year agreement with ESL, and then after that, who's going to put up the prize money?" Blizzard. That that was Blizzard saying, "We don't want to have to do with like deal with this." Yes, it was. And they're like, Agreed. "Oh, and we're not patching this, nor are we making any more." Uh, cosmetics or co-op commanders to generate money. Yes. So who's going to put up the prize pool? I don't know. Somebody? Hmm. Like Elon Brewer. Musk. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. We'll see. Elon could save it. Bezos could save it. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Just like, here is a billion dollars. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would actually keep it running for quite some time. Yeah, <laughs> you could run it for another probably. five years, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. So we had our bet. I chose Serral after like thirty minutes of deliberation. <laughs> you chose Serral after I talked you out of Rogue. <laughs> it's true. I was initially going to go with Rogue, and then you were like, "You moron! He has to go through five more rounds to win." Yeah. Pick somebody in the winner's bracket. And I was like, fine. <laughs> then hilariously, uh, I was going to say, if um, for some reason in my mind you would pick Dark, so I was like, yeah, then the person you did pick ended up going through the loser's bracket anyway, which is not the case. <laughs> no, that would be funny, though, if I yeah. picked Dark and then he just crushes through. Wow. Yeah. I like what Dark's doing, man. His 2020 has been pretty fantastic, but. He's doing all right. Doing all right. So what's funny is, so the first game on Saturday when I was watching, or no, Friday, mm-hmm. whatever, Serral versus Showtime. Showtime wins game one. Mm-hmm. And it's this like 35-minute stupid macro, carrier archon storm, everything that Zerg hate game. And I was like, oh, no. Showtime's going to win this series. And then Serral's just like, nah, we're good. And he just won the next three games in like 12 minutes each. <laughs> he was all right. He was all right. Yeah. This is Doc's only premier win this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a second place in GSL. Which is pretty dead impressive. Uh, I mean... So, second so. place in GSL, eh. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's good, but don't forget, this was the guy that won the global finals last year, right? Like, we're expecting good yeah. things of him. And it's like, well, you got a TSL win. Well done. Right. Oh, it's not even GSL. It's the Super Tournament. So, I mean, it's GSL. It's not a GSL season, right? Right. Right. Okay. So then Serral 3 is beyond, and there goes all hope. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, and then Serral, I don't know, man. Like, again, the commentators just made a huge deal about how Serral hates playing against Mutalisks and ZVZs. And it's like, what? They haven't, Mutals haven't changed in a long time. What is it now that suddenly you're hating playing against Mutas and ZVZ? I didn't understand it very well. Ah, uh, the meta shifts. Serral hates Mutas now. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. He, if I remember correctly, he changed his buyer. Yeah, on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Professional biggest Starcraft mutilist. 2 player and biggest mutilist cater in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. You do you. Something mentally going on with this guy. I don't know what it is. Uh, who knows? <laughs> all right. Cool stuff. So GG Dark looking good, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goes through the gauntlet, gets the win. Yeah. Excellent. All right, what other stuff do we talk about? Mm. There's the Mandalorian season finale. Yeah, I'd like to say There's... that we called it. Um, we did. Luke, yeah. Luke showing up. Spoilers for anyone. Luke shows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of options for available Jedi in this point in the Star Wars timeline to show up. Right, no. But it's... I don't know. The more I think about it, it's amazing how much a single X-Wing arriving means Luke Skywalker. And I think it just, mean, just means in, in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, that is his craft of choice. He's just flying from place to place by himself in an X-Wing. Mm-hmm. So it just imprinted on everybody's subconscious. If you see a single X-Wing arrive, it's Luke. It's not going to be a random pilot. They always come in at least pairs, if not larger squadrons. So that's the moment that I knew it was Luke, was the one Skywalker arriving. And then, obviously, it's a Jedi, and obviously he's got a green lightsaber, and he's got a glove on his robot hand. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. So they just yeah. dripped all these clues to people who are still quite unsure about it, and then right. it was him. So. Right. Uh, I would yeah. like to say, not impressed by the deep fake. <laughs> How about no, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't great no I agree. like leia was better um whoa grand moff tarkin was better um in rogue one 100 i felt both leia and tarkin had some dead eyes going like there was nothing behind those eyes they looked good but they didn't f- feel human and i feel like they did better with that with luke i don't know nah okay Anywho, he showed up for three minutes and then he left. Yeah. He took Baby Yoda. Also, I, I would like to say that Dark Trooper punching the Mandalorian, helmet doesn't break, its fist doesn't break. Is it made of uh, Beskar? Right? Uh, the Dark Trooper is supposed to be made of Beskar. That's why this is like a big deal because laser bolts can't kill it and neither can the, like, the micro-missiles that he's got. But then Luke just shows up with his lightsaber, but the whole thing about why the Mando can fight like Ahsoka or Moff Gideon because they have lightsabers is he has Beskar. <laughs> right. So if they are Beskar, if they're pure Beskar, the lightsaber should not have killed them, right? Right. So I don't know. Great question. <laughs> they're made of plot material that stands up really well to everything but Luke Skywalker. <laughs> they had temporary plot armor. <laughs> right. Yeah. And plot armor works that way. You can remove it from characters. And oh, yeah. Die when they didn't previously. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, no. yeah. So. I just. <laughs> they go to all this trouble to show that Mando, it's like the hardest thing in the world for him to beat a single dark trooper, right? Mm-hmm. With a pure Beskar spear, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know, maybe the best thing you can have in that situation because it doesn't seem like blasters do anything. Right. 
And then there's a whole squadron of them, like 20, 30 of these guys. And you're like, well, everyone's dead. Mm -hmm. And then Luke's just like, nope. We're going to Darth Vader hallway scene these guys. Except it's robots. Yeah. It does does seem like a very obvious choice to me that they made these robots and not people. Uh Uh-huh. Because they didn't want to look looking like Vader too much. Yeah. Because even if they are Empire, Luke massacring 30 dudes. It's just not a good look for him. I don't which, know. Which, it, I mean, it's true, but then there's also um, Jabba the Hutt's, like, Sand Cruiser Palace scene, right? Where he's just, like, killing everyone on the, pa- like, to free Luke and, uh, to free Han and Leia and Chewie, yeah. right? He, he kills a bunch of people there, and they're just pirates. <laughs> he sure does. That's true. They're not even Empire. I don't know. It just, again, it was a choice. I don't know that they needed to make that choice, but they mm-hmm. definitely were like, he's going to be awesome, but he's not killing people. Right, right. They definitely wanted to put the kitty gloves on him. Yeah. Totally. He's like, he doesn't hurt people. He doesn't even show up in scenes with people. Right. What I, one detail that I liked was he shows up and wipes out the dark troopers and then he's at the door to the bridge and everyone's still like, don't open guns it. on the door. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, this guy is even scarier than all these dark troopers. We don't know what we're doing here yet. The thing like I the Mandalorians are like, this is an ancient enemy of my people. Right? right. The thing I don't get is the dark troopers. How do they know Luke's a bigger threat than their priority to punch in a door, punch in a door, by the way, punch in a door, <laughs> the door, which then opens fine anyway, despite the fact that it's form would like, cause it's a sliding door. If you then make one go like this, it doesn't quite slide, but never mind. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I was like, that door took way too much damage just to open as nicely as it did. I agree. Right. Uh, how did they know that this one dude arriving in an X-Wing is a bigger priority than punching through a door? Well, I think the he shows up, and then the like the dark troopers that are nearest to that area are, are like dispatched to deal with it. Mm. And as soon as they both die in about three seconds flat, the rest of the troopers are like, okay, hold up. <laughs> like, uh- we might need to handle this. They're not going anywhere. They're stuck in the bridge. We can take this guy down, and then we'll get in there and I mean, finish our mission. I mean, one, I think when they like the people in the bridge see that the X-Wing arrives, the door punching stops immediately. Two, if they were smart enough to mm-hmm. think about that, they wouldn't have to punch their way through a door, <laughs> right? I feel like they could hack it or, you know, fetch plasma cutters or something. I feel like I there, there, I feel like there are other options for getting through a door than punch it and hope because they they make an effort. Uh, a, 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 they take a moment to point out that these things have a massive drawing power, right? Which is why they can't keep them charged for some reason. Uh, you would think punching your way through blast shields would be the least cost like cost efficient way of doing it in terms of energy consumption, right? Like blunt force yeah. impact is not a great way to breach blast shields. No, shouldn't be anyway. No, shouldn't go. Just have force yourself to go battering ram on these things. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, also sure. The, maybe they're not programmed for hacking. Which would you bother doing that with your mm-hmm. murder kill robots? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. But also disappointing. Um, whoever was like the, the the scientist guy who was like, yes, people were the final floor in the machine, so we just made them droids didn't integrate their guns, right? Like, their guns are just blasters that can be knocked from their hands. (laughs) Look, if you want to go down the road of why make robots that are people for any reason ever, I'm with you on this. 
Like if you're making murder robots, don't make them look like people. There's no reason to make them bipedal. There's right. no reason for a the, lot of choices that they made there. Yeah, look at the what are they destroyers, the droidicas in Phantom yeah. Menace. They can Much roll better design. Yeah. Guns are built into them. They're not like they could drop them. They've got crazy awesome shields that Jedi have trouble with. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the man, the original the original Republic had better technology than uh-huh. the Empire did, uh-huh. which is always dumb. Uh-huh. But that's that's the problem when Lucas goes back and retcons everything and introduces a new, shiny, more technologically advanced version of the Empire for right. no reason. Right. Yeah. Technologically advanced and having a 50s cafe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was good. Um, it does sure seem like they want spin-off shows for Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and the Fate of Mandalore mm-hmm. and Boba Fett, obviously, based mm-hmm. on the end credits scene. Yeah. So, yeah, it does kind of feel like this is the end of The Mandalorian, although they did say that the the, um, the Boba Fett show is not going to be, you know, season three of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is going to have its own thing. I don't um, know what we do other than pursue the Mandal the Mandalore homeworld storyline, right? I don't think there's going to be a Mandalorian season three. I think anything that he's uh-huh. left up to, like any of the plot threads he has left, are going to be tied up in someone else's show, like a Bo-Katan show. Because well, he owns the okay. Oh, okay. So he exists within the another show. Yeah, yeah. And we finish up his storylines in there. I yeah, see. Yeah, they could do that. There's not a lot. Go- I mean. Yeah, he fulfilled his quest. He fulfilled the big story quest. Mm-hmm. Took his helmet off. Yeah, took his helmet off for the third time. What was um, the first time? Oh, first right, time when, when he was dying. Right, right, but that there was no people there. That doesn't count. <laughs> well, he took it off. That's what I'm saying. He's, yes. Yeah, right. Ro- well, if you want to include took it off, it's him. his fourth time, right? Because he took it off to eat fruit when on the like the mud planet with the... With the... Right. Uh, ATST. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's another right. time. Yep. So him taking off the helmet is not a deal. It's the fact that he took it off in front of people. Okay, twice. Fine. My my prediction is we get a Bo-Katan show, and mm-hmm. at some point she's like, "All right, time to go track down the Mando," and because you know he's got the lightsaber, and he he finds someone who has been outcast from the the Mandalorian sect that he's in, and it's just him living like. You know the little guy who was like good with droids, repaired Taika Waititi's droid, died in the first season. Yeah, yeah. He'll um, he'll be living a kind of monastic lifestyle like him, just like out like on a, raising hordes of food animals. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Doesn't have to be wearing his armor because that'd be hilarious. Like uh, Mando <laughs> out there killing crops in full Beskar armor. <laughs> no, no, no. He'll have. Okay. Melted the scythe, uh, the uh, the spear down into a scythe, and you know he'll mm. be harvesting like that. But he won't be wearing full Mandalorian <laughs> gear. He'll have it, right? Right. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with him just finding a quiet life. I'm okay with this. I like this idea. That's good. That's my bet. All right. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. So anyway, I thought it ended well. I think generally the reception's been positive. I think people have overall liked this more than they liked the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Depends on who you ask, but yeah. There are a lot I of mean, people out there that really like the sequel trilogy. 
all of it? Because yeah. I think everybody has one of those movies they hated. Um, no, I've seen people on Twitter be like, sequels are the best movies. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Are these people 10? No. Okay. Just checking. These people are old enough to rent cars. <laughs> Not just to oh, drive, wow. but to rent cars. Yeah, yeah. 25 then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, hmm, that's interesting. Because every conversation I've had about Star Wars, either people have... There's uh, there's always one they don't like. Either they don't like Force Awakens or The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Some people hate all three. Some people hate two of the three. Some people only like one. But I need to find I, these people who like all of them and see what's going on. I mean, I think most, like, the people who are generally like all of them are generally neutral about two and really like one of the three, one of the three at the very least. They don't necessarily have a lot of bad things to say. They just really like one and they're like, yeah, the other two are okay. Right, like a lot of people are with uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah, it's okay. A couple people really like it, but I think most people just go, yeah, it's the okay of the prequels. Right. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, Star Wars. We're going to get more, it turns out. Turns out. Turns out. All right. So cool. Uh, Cyberpunk. Can we talk about Cyberpunk for a bit? Sure. What's on your mind? All right, so I just, there is, there are things I'm not happy about with CD Projekt Red. Obviously, they didn't have the console ports for their game ready to go at all. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody with a PlayStation 4, 5, or latest Um, Xbox The 5 is not out yet. The the PlayStation 5 version of the game is not out yet. Oh, okay. So PlayStation 4 then. And they removed that from the PSN store, so. They did. It was such a bad experience for everybody who tried playing it on the PlayStation 4 that they removed it from the store. Mm-hmm. And offered refunds, which is a very uncertain thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if everybody's having trouble with it, it's the right thing to do. You got to try to placate your user base on some level because people are pissed. Right. Yeah. So obviously that was a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, after doing a lot of digging... And trying to find a 30 series RTX card, which is nigh impossible unless you want to pay over $1,000, which I don't, and pay scalpers, no. I did end up finding a 2080 Super for retail, which was what it retailed for back in January. So, I mean, I feel like I should be getting a cheaper price, but hey, them's the numbers right now. Uh-huh. They're and I did get it from, legi- yes, from a legitimate, from Amazon Direct. So at the very least, I'm not supporting a scalper, so I'm going to call it good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's been great. I've been getting 40 to 60 FPS consistently. I've never seen a drop under 40 FPS with ray tracing on medium. Uh, The quality at whatever. It's funny because it goes like low, medium, high, ultra, ray tracing, medium, and then ray tracing high (laughs) are your settings. And it's like ray tracing is not a graphic setting. It's a feature. What are you doing? (laughs) It's a really weird way to set it up. That's yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but I'm on ray tracing medium and it looks fantastic and I haven't seen any stuttering or crashes or anything. It's been really good for me in the 10, 15, 20 hours I've been able to put into it so far. Fair enough. How far have yeah, you gotten so, into it? Like if you said 10 hours, what does that get you? Um, more, I don't know. The problem is there's a lot of time on that where I'm uh, just in the game trying to screw around with settings and <laughs> see how they look. Right. Which counts as gameplay time, but I'm not really playing the game. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I 
What was I the last story the... quest you did? Uh, Nomad story quest. I just finished acquiring the drone from the uh, from Maelstrom the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. I don't even know how like what percentage of the way that is through the main quest. Uh, is this intended to be different quest lines for each like lifestyle you've chosen when you no. character create? No. Because okay. I what, what what background did you choose? Nomad. All right, I went street kid, right? And it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there are dialogue options and stuff that pop up and being like, you can say this because you've got a street kid background. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You can say this because you're a nomad. Does it change anything? Not really. No, not that I'm aware of. Not strictly. No, not that I've seen either. I One thing I've really loved is the Maelstrom character design. Okay. Because like everyone's got this cyber tech on, so it's mm -hmm. like wires running through their heads and their eyes are artificial and stuff. But these guys have like carved out the upper half of their face and yeah. tossed in like eight eyes. They look like spiders. Yeah. It's like some of the most extreme body modification I've seen in the game. And it's amazing it's visually. It's really freaky stuff. It's very good. I, I enjoy it. Um, I'm a little sad that like, that's the only mission I've seen where you, really get to go and talk to them i've played a couple where it's like hmm. you can try to talk to them and then i walk in there being like hey let's talk and they're like kill them and i'm like oh i guess we're fighting <laughs> so well i mean does it depend on how you handle the earlier mission with the maelstrom because i totally killed their guy <laughs> uh, did you free their um oh their... i did actually yeah i freed brick yeah so i freed brick but he i almost didn't up, find so. him oh really because he's in this back room in a closet right mm -hmm. <laughs> And I was fighting some dudes, and I think I'd moved on already, but then I died, and I had to restart a checkpoint. Okay. And the second time through, I was like, what's this door? And I opened it. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> so I almost left him there to die. Like, good times. It's like either move and get shot in the chest or starve to death or, like, die of thirst. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad, bad no times. no one's going to come looking for you. Well, you can't actually, those corporate dudes probably would, but. Maybe. Yeah. What did you do with, um, did you meet with the corporate lady before you raided the maelstrom? Yeah. How did that go? Um, initially not well, but then we kind of talked something out. I, uh, I think she gave me a money chip to try and pay for the bot. Yeah. And then I was like, well, the bot's already been paid for, so I'm just going to keep this. <laughs> and then, oh, nice. Then okay. I shot my way out with the bot, so it's fine. Oh, so here's my question. What did they want? Did they want the bot? No. What did they want? They wanted... I don't remember. Because <laughs> my understanding here is that that is their bot. That is the company property that these uh -huh. guys pirated and hijacked from them. Uh-huh. And that we approached them to be like, we'll get it for you if you pay us. And we we're going to like double cross them or whatever. <laughs> But right. then we get the bot, we're leaving the warehouse, and they show up. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> They're going to take it. But all the option is, we don't want any trouble, I say. And she's like, fine. And she lets us go. Wait, like, you're not going to search us? What if we have the thing you're looking for? Wait, what do you mean she lets you go? Is it the lady that let you go? Yeah, the lady showed up. Okay, the lady did not show up for me. Oh, that's interesting. You... I didn't take her chip. Oh, okay. The... I was like, I don't trust... 
I don't trust what you're doing here. So what's funny is, I'm like, I'm not taking the chip. She's like, all right, peace. And then she leaves instantly. Uh-huh. Like, there's, that's it for the conversation. Hmm. Because yeah. I took, I took, took the chip. But the person that showed up when I was walking out was the dude that she's like, is this the mole? And he's going to, like, kill the guy? It's that guy. He's like, yeah, she made some bad bets. I'm in charge now. Oh, the dude that, like, she was beating to death? And yeah. How did he do that? Mm. What's amazing is I found the manifest and, like, the paperwork for this stuff, and he is totally the mole. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. It's him. <laughs> He does a pretty good job, like, playing innocent, though. Hmm. Fair I enough. thought anyway. Because when I met with her, um, they jack into me, right, for right. lie detector test. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you know this guy? Was he involved? And you're like, I don't know. I've never seen him in my life. I'm like, oh, that's true. Okay. And I was like, huh. Well, maybe he's innocent. Nope. <laughs> Find the manifest. And, like, he totally signed off on the whole thing and knew what was going to happen to it. Mm. So... <laughs> Okay, so I think what they wanted was to find uh, the group of people that had hijacked the, the bot. Like, they didn't yeah. care about the bot specifically. They just wanted to know what happened to, like, how they knew. They wanted to find the leaking information of how people knew to hit this convoy because it had the bot. Yeah, right? so and that's fair. Track down. Because the chip that she gives you is totally, like riddled with malware right yes yes and that's what i figured that's why i didn't take it right because yeah. money can be hacked in this universe yeah well yeah. wallets can be hacked yeah. yeah um although it's interesting that you remind me that there's a lie detector scene because later in the ep- uh, the episode the, the the story there's a scene where someone's trying to convince you to like help him round up some witnesses essentially for a crime and like oh we have ways of making these people talk and like we can know if it's true and your character basically dismisses it as being like lie detectors really come on oh it's like, <laughs> like this happened earlier you moron right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah i totally forgot that it even happened there hmm. anyway yeah. it's great visually it's amazing it's mm-hmm. pretty immersive i feel like um mm-hmm. I don't know. I get lost. Like, it's big enough that I have no idea where I am at any point. Uh, right. Third-person car driving is so much easier than first-person car driving. <laughs> yeah. You, like, because well, at the start of the game, when you're in your car, when you're a nomad, it's third-person driving. Mm-hmm. And then you get into Night City, and the first time you drive, it's first-person. And you're like, what? Ha, what? Mm. I don't have side-view mirrors. I, don't, I can't see anything that's going on. And then I figured out third-person driving was available, and I stopped crashing into things as much. It was nice. You should try first-person motorcycle. Okay, I'll find a motorcycle. The, a shot. the, the motorcycle, motorcycle that I bought, because you can buy other cars, mm-hmm. uh, if you like pull down on the mouse, your head will kind of tuck in almost behind the, um, the tank, and you can't even... Um, like see the speedo like you can't see how fast you're even going <laughs> right and the bike that I've got has this like yellow like polarized plastic that you're supposed to see through Be like, you can't see anything through it at least not on the graphic settings that I've got so you, you can kind of see the headlights of the car in front of you oh and I would like to complain all the distances are in meters but the speed is in miles per hour and you all drive on the right hand side of the road <laughs> like Right. 
<laughs> so annoying. Because I pull out onto the street and I'm just like going along and all of a sudden someone's driving at me. I'm like, what the hell is this idiot doing? <laughs> Wait, they're all idiots. Oh, no. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it is nice. Nice American uh, consideration here from the Polish video game company. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so they apparently put out a patch that fixed some of the graphics performance issues on some. lesser cards. Some, yeah. Yeah, some. So I don't know. Did they, when they, what did they say officially their minimum specs were? A GTX 780? <laughs> <laughs> Which, who's I don't playing, think so. Who's playing this on a 780? <laughs> I don't, I don't think it would even run. Like, I booted up on my 970 and could barely get any frames on, like, medium graphics. I doubt a 700 series GTX would even get low working all that well. Right. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah no. I don't know. If you're out there playing Cyberpunk on a 780, send us your performance report. <laughs> like, what's your benchmark look like? Come on. Yes, please. We're very curious about your, your experience in this game because it makes no sense to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good. I've got some days off work here, so I'll try to hammer it out. Cool. Yeah, I read a review from somebody who was like, it just feels like it's not done. Like, even on a PC with good specs. Oh, yeah. Feels not complete. And if that's the case, why? How is March ever a date? <laughs> like, what? Who, who on earth gave us a March date with an completely incomplete product? If they then pushed it six, seven, eight months, and it's still not ready to go. March should have never been a release date for this game. It makes no sense. Oh, no. I, I definitely feel like that was, you know, suits being like, we got to push a certain quarter for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it could definitely have used more time, I feel. Especially for the consoles. Like, I get they had contracts to meet. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like they should have approached Sony and been like, look, this is not ready for the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. We understand. Penalize us if you need to. But this is going to be a bad experience for everyone. Let's hold this off. Right. Right. That would make sense. I don't, I don't know if the Xbox seri- the Xbox naming conventions are the worst things in gaming right now. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Yeah. So the latest console is the Xbox Series X, correct? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I think so. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not going to try and dispute you on that. Because um, there's the Xbox Series X, and then there's the Xbox Series S. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> and don't forget, there's two versions of the Xbox Series X, one with the disk drive and one without, I believe. Right. Heavens, make it complicated. So I don't know. I know um, some people I followed tried to play it on Xbox Series X and just completely had a horrific experience mm-hmm. on launch day. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they fixed some of that stuff because most of the complaints I've seen have come from PlayStation customers. Right. Lately, at least, over the last week. Right, right. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's fine. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> Press X to yeah. doubt. Right. I don't but, know. Anymore, I... It just it feels like it's getting harder and harder to do true late gen triple A gaming on a four hundred dollar console, right? In what way? What do you mean? Well, just compared to okay, so here's PC specs. We're gonna ex you know, we can run on a two thousand, three thousand dollar PC really well. Mm -hmm. You also need to get pretty close to that on this four hundred dollar <laughs> machine. Good luck. You know what I mean? I feel like the it consoles have. Difficult. Yeah, of course it's difficult. I feel like the consoles yeah. have never really gotten particularly close, right? In my opinion, I feel like, especially like end of, I mean, maybe end of console stuff, like, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of something, like God well, of War. Last of right? Us. Last of Us is not a fair comparison because there is no PC whale. There's no PC version, right? No. But the graphics they got on the, you know, super late gen PS3 stuff and the super late gen PS4 stuff is pretty impressive. I mean, it's pretty impressive, but it's not the best looking things, right? Like, I guess not. I've played other stuff that looks better. I've played free games that look better. <laughs> right. What are these free games of which you speak? Uh, off the top of my head, I've been looking over to my housemate, and he's been playing a lot of War Thunder, which on like max specs does look pretty pretty. Um, oh, all right, yeah, that's a free game. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Anyway, yeah, that's the. I mean, <laughs> that's the console PC argument for gaming. Is sure it looks better on the PC, but it also costs four times as much as my console did. So congratulations, yep. I guess. Right, but I can also do more and play other things that also look as good. Yes. Right. Right, right. So it's that's the argument. Anywho, I'm a PC gamer. I have no intent on ever buying Cyberpunk for a console. So it does not no, doesn't no. not really concern me, but it concerns a lot of people I know. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, it's been good. I just I think the character development is good. They take the time to world build. They've got little uh what do they call them? The little journal entries to find. Oh yeah, the shards. The shards. Yeah. The shards with little world buildy stuff in there. The characters are good. Mhm. Mm mhm. I don't know. It's CD Project Red writing. It's just they bit off more than they could chew in a lot of ways. Just what you could do in the world, how big and expansive the world is, etc. Mhm. Mm mhm. I actually watched a video recently about Fallout New Vegas. Okay, yeah. And how the developers accounted for the death of every character. Right? Really? Yep. If you kill Caesar, they accounted for that. If you, <laughs> right? If you kill Mr. House, they accounted for that. If they kill, you can kill anybody in the entire game except for the children, wait for them to grow up, and then murder them. But if you can kill anybody in the game and the game and the storyline shifts and accounts for it and keeps going it's amazing fair enough there's I've... an important quest line where the legion recruits you for something that's like end game stuff mm -hmm. and this courier shows up and if you murder him then they the legion sends like death squads after you <laughs> to kill you and then somebody else is able to like work you around through that quest and end up in the same place anyway it's 
Like the amount of thought well, that went into this is amazing. I mean, maybe, but it's like if you end up in the same place anyway, does it particularly matter? Right. Right. I'm not saying that it matters, but just the, the immersion level of being able to kill anybody you want at any time and for the game not be like, uh, well, that's the, kind of amazing. That's the thing. They kind of had to do that. Otherwise, you would kill a quest giver and be like, you can never hand it in this quest. Right? Yeah. Like, but they that's just what didn't, they did in Fallout 3. They just Fallout didn't, 3, you just can't kill people who are important. You can shoot them all you want. They won't die. I'm trying to remember if that's true because you can kill a lot of people in Fallout 3 that are important. I don't know. The video I, I saw made that claim. Uh, I haven't played Fallout 3 in forever, but... Right. Because, um, okay, so there's this guy who you'll meet later in Cyberpunk called Fingers, right? And he's like a ripper doc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stumbled onto him, and I bought some upgrades. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just keep going back to all my side quests. And eventually I got to the main story quest where you have to go and meet him. And uh, I was with another NPC, and he goes to the NPC, you I've never seen before, but you we've met, right? Like, he remembered that I just wandered into his shop one day. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's, that's the kind of stuff that's incredibly time-consuming and incredibly immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is that then I got to speak with him, and then I assume if he's part of this quest, he might be a part of other quests, and then I killed him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like the way he spoke to me. So. <laughs> my V was it's funny because my character was like alright she's got the uh, this, the blades that pop out of your forearms the mantis blades so yeah. I was like alright done with this conversation arms turn into swords slash 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 head comes off loot the guy's giant yellow I uh, don't yellow pink sword I think he had he had a, he had a, like a bright pink katana I think um, so I took that and then I walked outside to the NPC who was waiting for me and my, my character tried to be like, nah, he's not that bad of a guy. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, I yeah. mean, yeah. Do you feel like the character was aware of what he did or no? Right there. Um, v. Yeah. No, no. V had no clue that she had just murdered that guy. Okay. Right, judging That's by the funny. by the dialogue, no, no clue. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say there was another thing. Oh, okay. So you haven't, judging by where you are, you haven't met Keanu Reeves' character. No. Okay. I've read some stuff about him. Okay, because there was a thing that kind of annoyed me, where uh, you get introduced to him and you guys are immediately on unfriendly terms, right? Like he's trying to kill you, you don't like him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But. Uh, I assumed that at some point in the story, you guys would become friends. And you do. You become acquaintances. And he stops trying to kill you. But I hadn't got to that part in the story. And I got into like a car crash as a part of a side quest. And my character was like, whoa, Johnny, did you see that? And was like instantly buddy-buddy with him before they'd become friends. Like, I just didn't realize I was doing that side quest before the main story quest. Ah. Uh. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Counter Reese was just like, yeah, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we're the best of friends. Look at us. Yeah, we're, we're like a buddy cop movie now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. That's, didn't account for that. Yeah. But see, that, it's just, it's so much work. It is so much work to do that level of immersion mm-hmm. for your gamer who I don't, I don't know what percentage of people who play this game care, right? Um, 
I, I, I don't know. Even guesstimating a number is like next to impossible for me. I don't know how right. anyone could come up with either. A, come up with a number. Like how many people do you think just see this as a, a just a shooter game? Like all they focus on is the combat and the upgrades and the getting better at killing stuff, right? And the rest uh, of it is just background noise. I mean, there's got to be some, right? Sure. Right, like a non-zero number of people for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what number that would be. Yeah, me neither. All right. Yeah. Good game though. Kuwait. So um, I feel like it's time to talk about Akudama Drive. Yeah, Akudama Drive. Yeah. The bonkerest show. <laughs> of the year <laughs> i think even more so than decadence who had that incredible twist right right after that it was like okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah Drive was like Sarkanto is a place where gravity doesn't exist and it's just a supercomputer <laughs> so my understanding was it was just their minds in kanto their bodies were somewhere else right no no, no, no. I, um, because Hacker says something about your bodies and your minds have been split. No, no, no. The, 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 he was saying that they were trying to split them. That's what uh, Kanto was trying to do. It was trying to fall, uh, lull them into a place where they just like go of their bodies. And so everyone who does go to Kanto loses their bodies, but also because their mind gets sucked into the computer at the same time. Into the hive mind, right. Right. Um, but, uh, not Hacker, uh, Swindler and Courier did not let go of their bodies. They were in their real bodies, which is why it's yes. important that when Swindler just kept trying to like jump up and grab them, that Hacker had to stop her from impaling herself. Right. Oh, right. I forgot about that part. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. So they have their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So <laughs> there, there's some good moments in this episode. I love the moment where Hacker's like, shouldn't have given the kids their own free will, the morons. <laughs> I was like, yes, absolutely <laughs> true. Why yeah. would you give them personality and desires of their own? They're uh-huh. vessels. Uh-huh. All you needed was an immortal vessel to put yourselves in. Yeah. What's well, wrong with you guys? Like, they didn't even, like, if they had just taken the time to be like, all right, let's knock these kids out, like, put them in a comatose state first none of the show would have happened, right? Because they organized their own heist from within the train as kids in a box with a talking cat. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all they are. They're they're empty vessels as far as these guys are concerned, but they gave them souls for some reason. Right. Um, Yeah. It was a lot in that episode where it's like, Surprise, it's a supercomputer. Surprise, they're being like their brains are going to be the new hard drives, right? Like they're trying to go through right. an upgrade here. And then they're just like on their way back to Kansai already. I felt like there would have been more in Kanto, you know? Right. But turns it's out really just the one episode. Yeah. Well, and then it's like I found these coordinates that no one's ever been before. Go there. I'm like, do you want them to rebuild civilization? What is this? Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I'm very interested to find out because, I mean, it's got to be something, right? I mean, I hope there's at least like a village or something because if it's just like, here it is. It's a nice spot next to a river with a forest nearby. Go ahead and live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know if they can pull that off is all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. 
Um, you sure made it sound like it's a completely abandoned location, which I don't right. doesn't make any sense at all. Right, right, right. It's yeah. It's curious. I bet your favorite moment of this episode was when they were getting back onto the train and like the little girls like to her brother, like big sister's the shit. <laughs> she was yes. swear. And the little brother was like, Where did you eat such a foul mouth? <laughs> yes 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 little sister's the greatest brother needs to like grow up a little bit he needs Mm. to figure this stuff out because she surpassed him yep it's only fair she's been through more things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true yeah that was good i like how they're fighting yeah like again why give these artificially constructed meat sacks love and a desire to be with each other and a brother-sister relationship. It's no reason for that, you idiots in Kanto. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so hold on. So they go back through the train. They go back, right? Mm-hmm. They get to take the train back to Kansai. Yeah. And then they blow up the train. So at what point did everybody get off is my question. They didn't. <laughs> right? They that, got blowed up? The they, that, that, that scene where you see the executioners blow up, uh, shoot the like giant rail guns at the train. Yeah. They, as yeah. far as we're aware, they were still on it at the time. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> as far as we're aware, I like how Kansai is like totally subservient to Kanto, but they'll certainly blow up the train if they need to. Right. Yeah. For I mean, some you, reason. you can always build a new train. Did they? I, well, it sure seemed like a special train. I mean, it was. It was a uh, Shinkansen, right? But yeah, it's like all, a religious thing. Well, I mean, do you know what a Shinkansen is in Japanese? Like what that means? No. It just means bullet train. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bullet train. Right. And yeah. we've also been told that like uh, Korea's motorbike all came from Kanto. But as we know, there's no production facilities in Kanto. Everything's being made in Kansai. Unless supercomputer can spit out motorbikes every once in a while. I don't know, man. Right. So my, my guess is they can build another train. <laughs> they can build another bullet train. I guess so. Do you think that was Kanto told them to do that? Or do you think that was their own decision because they just wanted to kill the Wakadama that are dangerous? Um, I mean, it's an interesting question of whether or not, like, what happened to the rest of the supercomputer? Because they, yeah. they were trying to transfer the, the consciousness in the computer to the kids, but that was interrupted halfway through. Did, it, did they lose part of the consciousness that was in, like, mid-transfer? Do these kids have memories that aren't theirs? From what yeah. did get transferred? Or did everything just get re-siphoned out? And right. so the Kanto is just in the space it was before all this happened. Right. So if we find out that they're like whatever the leader program AI is that had been uh, talking to the executioners beforehand, if they're still like calling the shots, then the, obviously they were like, yeah, do it. If not, it might just be the um, executioners being like, we can't contact Kanto anymore. What the hell did they do? <laughs> right? right. And it's like, we need right. to kill these people no matter what. Even if we got to blow up the holy train. Right. Yeah. I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's it's going to be good. Super good. I think it's great. It, I mean, I've been feeling like we're kind of at season finale mode for the last four episodes. So I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, good. no I, not, I get that. Not knowing when the end is, I think, is a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely coming, though. Yeah, definitely. Right? The show has to stop at some point, right? Right? I mean, be like Bleach or something. 
Ugh. Uh, no. <laughs> Probably no. not. Oh, Attack on Titan, too. We gotta talk about oh. that a little bit. Okay, yeah, you don't know anything about this show. Yeah. Hey, I know more now that you helped me on Discord. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, but you you did not remember, like, anything. Nope. You remembered precisely nope. nothing. Nope. Pretty much nothing. I mean, which is funny, because this is uh, backstory season, right? Uh-huh. Everything that's been happening in the show has been, here's contextualizing the world that we've been showing you for the first three seasons. I mean, kind of, but it's also, it's, it's backstory, but a lot of it is also present, like, it's also flash forward stuff. So there's been a time skip, a five year time skip. And yeah, so true. it's like backstory in preparation for the what comes next. And right. I mean, the time skip is like a massive red flag to me because it makes me feel like they're going to set up some kind of mystery. Like we're going to go to see what like Aaron and Mikasa are up to and things are going to be different because it's been five years and things should be different. But the, the, it's supposed to be like a mystery of like, why are they different the way they are? And I feel like if they just played the events out chronologically without a time skip, it would not be an exciting mystery. It'd just be like, oh, some stuff happened, right? Yeah, but, that's fair. But because there's been a time skip, it gives it presents a false mystery of what's happened, right? But all the characters yeah. obviously know what happened. They were there. We're the ones in the mystery. So yes, that's a red flag for me, but... That's I agree. That makes sense. I just, I like the backstory of how did Reiner and Bertold. Annie and those kids, you know, become mm -hmm. who they were and what happened with the mirror's backstory? What on earth? Mm -hmm. Well, Ymir hasn't been covered at all in this season. She's pretty much no, done. She ate Marcel. Yeah, but that was covered in season three or well, season two, even. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Fair enough. That's recap. Yeah, that's recap. For people like me who don't remember anything. Yeah, it's true. Got it. I'm All a little right, cool. disappointed that they haven't shown... Uh, not Arwen, Eric, no. The, what's the little blonde-haired kid who's really smart? His name? Arwen? I get his name confused with the leader of the scouts, who's now dead, I guess. Erwin. Uh, yeah. Owen. Yeah, so it's Arwen <laughs> and Owen. Uh, Arwen, I think... He's now the Colossal Titan. Never seen him transform into the Colossal Titan. No, have not. Disappointing. Like that's something I'd part like the, to see. Well, but part of the problem is transforming into the Colossal Titan is like setting off a nuke. Except you have you have to like have him out somewhere. Except when they did it uh, in like the first episode, and they had the Colossal Titan transform in front of the wall, which did nothing to the wall or the surrounding area. All okay, he did then was seen... kick in the wall. Right, that's there are some did. consistency issues here, yes. Yes. <laughs> because every other time it's like setting off a nuke. Right. It's, it's honestly a drawback, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For the Colossal Titan. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So we ended up... I like how everybody has daddy issues because that's what the show is, is daddy issues all the way around. Right, yeah. <laughs> So yep. Annie's dad is what's his face that trained Levi? Um, no, it's not the same guy. Crap. Annie's dad is not Kenny. She's ah. she's calling him daddy there, but I think that's just like playful banter. I don't think that that's what's going on. Why is she hunting him down? What does I, she want from him? I don't know. I think she's looking. So this is at the stage where they're like recruits or whatever. 
right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think she's just like sneaking into the inner ring to be like, can I find information on the founding Titan? This random dude probably knows things. Well, this is a random dude who's, I, I think at this point, working for the military police. Because he was like, Kenny was going around motoring a bunch of them, and then eventually he got hired by them. Yeah. Right, so I think he's like an affiliate, right, at the very least. I guess. I don't know. And I mean, he's like the plainclothes detective, right? He's the interesting one because he doesn't have to wear the uniform. That's why she targets him, right? Yeah, not that it goes well or anything, but... No, because it's Kenny. (laughs) Right. And Kenny's an ubermensch, basically. Yeah. Like, (sighs) the very peak of what humans are capable of doing. Uh, I mean, kind of. He was just born that way. It's not his fault. Um, <laughs> uh, same with Levi. They're just, ah, genetics, right? Yeah, like, that's they, what I'm saying. It's, it's not even like reasonable human genetics. This is, oh, they had a triggering moment and suddenly they have super strength, right? Right. <laughs> right. Like Magic. six-year-old Mikasa can break floorboards with her feet and knife handles with her hands, like her tiny six-year-old hands. Correct. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I did also have another problem with some like... Oh, okay. So we're shown that the, the like the, the plan to attack Paradise Island is Marcel, Berthold, Annie, and uh, who's Reiner. the other? Reiner, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Right. But then, like later, by the time that Reiner and Berthold are like on the run from the Scout Region uh, Regiment and all that, there's the there's. Zeke, who's the Beast Titan, and then there's the like the transport Titan or like the quadruped one, cart, right? Cart Titan. Cart. Yeah. yeah. How, where were they when the rest of the groups, like when all the kids are coming over? Why did they come over separately? Don't know. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's yep. That's all I needed to know. Sansa <laughs> dinner. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, excited for more episodes. Those will be good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are we done? We're done. I think we have reached the hour. We have. If not more at this point. But hey, that's cool. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Excellent. All right, cool. So that's going to be it from us today. This has been Somicron and Falcon Paladin with another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Please check out the uh, show notes for interesting links and stuff to the merch store, falconpaladin.store, as well as the Patreon page for the podcast itself, if you want to support it that way. Uh, Somicron promises to release these as a podcast sometime within the next three years. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for that. I thought I'd give you a reasonable goal. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Brutal dude. <laughs> Uh, maybe if he ever stops playing Among Us in Cyberpunk, he'll have some time for podcast stuff. Me, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No promises. I said no promises. Once I finish yeah, building on my Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. And there's other stuff, too. All right. So anyway, hope you're having a wonderful holiday season, whatever you're celebrating this December. Uh, have a happy new year of watching this after that. And we'll be back next week with more podcast stuff. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please take care of yourself. Bye. Goodbye.